Hey friend, before we get into today's episode, I have a question for you. Actually, I have a couple. Do you long to let go of expectations, obligations, and distractions? Do you long to live with more peace, presence, and purpose? And do you wish you could do less and live more? Then I want to invite you to a new mini course called Do Less, Live More. It's going live in September, and then you'll be able to access it via replay. On it, I'll give you my five-step roadmap to get you on your way to doing less of what doesn't matter so you can live more of what does. But seats are limited, so make sure to go and get your ticket at lissafiggins.com forward slash more. In the course, you'll learn how to clarify your one thing to focus on that will make the biggest difference in your life. You'll learn to create space and break free from the distractions. And you'll learn to commit to creating a plan and taking action on the right things. Do you want to reach your destination and enjoy the journey? Then you don't want to miss out on this. Remember, we'll be live in September, and after that, replays will be available. So go get all the info and your ticket at lissafiggins.com forward slash more. Now let's get to today's episode. What's a girl to do to experience the power of forgiveness, to heal from past hurt so she can find light in the darkness? That's what we're going to rethink on this episode. But first, I want to invite you. We're doing our three-day priorities challenge, and it's not too late for you to join us. So if you'd like to get clear on what really matters most in seven areas of your life, get intentional about how you're going to move in that direction, and have accountability so that you can actually follow through this time, then go ahead and click on the link in the show notes or visit lissafiggins.com forward slash challenge. And... If you enjoy this podcast and think it would add value for someone else, it would mean the world to me if you leave a review at podchaser.com. I'll drop that link in the show notes too, or you can just leave it on your favorite podcast platform. Before we get into our conversation today, I want to pause and give a huge shout out to a review of the week from AllieXOXO54, who said, I really enjoy Lissa's podcast. She lets real people tell their stories. It's inspiring to hear ordinary people change their lives in extraordinary ways. Well done, Lissa. And well done, Allie. Thanks so much for leaving your, your review. Your support helps us share this message with more women like you. And your name will go in our monthly drawing. So you may be asking, what's a girl to do if she wants to get her name in the drawing? I'm so glad you asked. There are two simple ways. One, leave a review on podchaser.com or your favorite platform. Or two, screenshot an episode, post on social, and tag me at Lissa Figgins. Now let's rethink forgiveness. And so today I'm really excited to introduce you to my friend, Stacey LaPietre. She is known as the breakthrough guidance coach. Already anybody raising your hand and thinking I need that (laughs) for her after watching someone that she loved suffer in silence, she now is on a mission to bring light to the darkness, hope to the soul and freedom from the past. And she leads women to be the best version of their beautiful selves. So Stacey, thank you so much for being here with us today. I'd love to hear, we're going to be talking about forgiveness today. So I'd love to hear your story as to why forgiveness is such an important topic to you and how you are helping women with that today. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really, I'm so excited to be here. Um, Forgiveness of why forgiveness. I believe that forgiveness is truly the foundational piece that actually 
catapult me into my healing journey. Um, I have a crazy upbringing. I'm a product of prostitution. My I was born an addict. Um, so I was in rehab for the first six months of my life. My mom really, truly struggled with mental health. Like she had a crazy upbringing and for some reason, well, obviously there's not a lot of, uh, explaining needing to be done by all means, but she really looked at me differently than all the rest of the kids in the family. I'm one of four and I am sure I reminded her of a season of her life that she really, truly wanted to escape. And so I was always like that black sheep, that ugly duckling, you know, the Cinderella. Um, So I was always treated differently. And I always wondered why I wasn't loved, why I wasn't like um, cared for, why I was always treated differently. And um, my mom really wrestled, like I said, with her mental health. And she tried to commit suicide when I was 15. Um, I managed to pull her out of a bathtub full of blood and we were able to resurrect her and bring her back to life. The system failed her. They literally patched her up and sent her home. They didn't give her the the tools and resources and, and support that she needed to really heal and so that she could still be with us today. So it was only a few years after that, that she managed to um, be successful in her second attempt of suicide. And um, it just threw me for a loop and being um, a product of prostitution. I never knew my real dad. I still don't. I, I kind of make up stories in my head to kind of, you know, that fun fairy tale world. Um, but I did have a stepdad and his family and everybody that I knew to be part of my family since I was six years old. When my mom took her life, they were all like, you're not blood related. We don't want nothing to do with mm. you. I was seven months pregnant with my first child. I was a single mom by choice and um, I was completely like a fish out of water. I was floundering around, no mom, no family, nobody to lean on for support. My older brother, when my mom passed, he snapped and got into addictions to deal with his grief. And it was just, and I have a younger sister and brother who needed me to step up because my stepdad was an alcoholic. Um, my stepdad actually used to visit me in the middle of the night. He had a porn addiction and he wasn't, it wasn't quenching his desires, I guess, per se. So he would come and visit me in, in my room and, and do weird things. And so, um, I just had a hate for him. You know, that when you go through something like that, you just like, you get this, I wish you just die, you know, like the most hurtful things. And I was going through a season of like, just like, what am I doing in this world? Like I was on the same path that my mom was on and I just didn't know how to escape it. And I remember just um, one evening I was going through another huge season uh, struggle in my life with relationships. And I remember just falling to my knees in my kitchen and just saying, God, that's it. Like I surrender, take the wheel, take my life. It's all yours. I just want to be the best mom I can be. And I just need you to take over. And, um, and so he did, he, he showed up in a mighty way and he started that journey with me and I was walking things out and having a a deeper understanding as to why my mom treated me the way she did, that she did the best that she could with the tools that she was given. Like, how could she have loved you, Stacey, if she's never experienced the love that you'd need and desire? So I had this 
um, empathy and this compassion that just kind of like instilled in my spirit from the, to the core. And I was just like, all right, Lord, I just, I just need to get rid of the anger and the rage that was like, and, um, toxifying my body. And so I was at this retreat, you know, it was one of those, like go away for the whole weekend, no cell phones, no nothing. It's like embrace and worship. And, God wrestled me um, with on a few different topics. And one of them was that I needed to go and have this conversation with my stepdad. And you know, when God pr- prompts you, like he just kind of like, this is what I want you to do, but I'm not going to tell you all the details. <laughs> so um, I knew that I had to go and have this conversation with him. But I, and so I had like fashioned up all these ideas like, oh, you did this and 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 go with this this like blame game conversation and demand that he ask me for forgiveness and, and all of these things. And obviously it wasn't settling right in my spirit and God wasn't giving me the green light to go. And so it was months later, I remember being in church and I was worshiping and God's like, today's the day you're ready. I said, okay, God, no problem. I'll go and have the conversation. Like, can you please tell me what I'm going to have the conversation about? Because everything that I'm fashioning in my head right now is not going to turn out well for either one of us. Um, And he says, Stacy, you're going to go and ask for forgiveness. I'm like, say what? In church, front row, like loud in the middle of worship. I'm like, say what? Um, And he's like, I'm like, what for? Like, you've seen everything that happened in my life. Like, what am I going to ask for forgiveness for? And he goes, you're going to go and ask for forgiveness for the bitterness in your heart. And I was Mm -hmm. like, Oh, well, that was very sobering. I was like, yeah, I'm bitter. I'm, I'm enraged. Like I could care less if I ever see that man again, but I'll be obedient. I'll do this, but you're going to have to do the talking. (laughs) Like I'll go, but I can't, I can't, I can't bring those words out out of my mouth. I can't do it in my own strength. Mm -hmm. And so he came with me and we, I took my stepdad out for dinner. He's a drinker and a smoker. So he finished his, his uh, meal and his drink, the bill's coming to the table. He's getting his jacket on, ready to leave, to go for a smoke. And I'm like, God, it's now or never. Cause I ain't coming back. I ain't doing this again, again, because the whole dinner conversation was just awkward. It was like, uh, empty conversation or just a small talk. Like we weren't going deep diving into anything tangible and it was extremely uncomfortable. And so I said, Holy spirit, like, like you gotta, you gotta say something now, because if you don't, I ain't doing this again. Cause this was really awkward. And, and so my mouth just opened, you know, I just like, you know, dad, why, you know, why I invited you for dinner tonight? He's like, no. And I said, I just wanted to ask you for forgiveness He's like, oh, you know me, let bygones be bygones. My flesh, like my rage just revved right up. And I wanted to jump across the table and pop his eyeballs out with my thumbs. I was so mad that he would even have the audacity to say that. And then the Holy Spirit, I'm like, God, like the Holy Spirit just took over. I can't even tell you the words that came out of my mouth. But then that whole shift The man sat down, he leaned back, and he turned into a snot-nosed, blubbery mess. Mm -hmm. 
And he started apologizing profusely when I told him that I needed to ask for forgiveness because of the bitterness in my heart. And he just like poured out like a river of just like the, the, the rate just came to the table and she's like, I don't know what just happened, but I'm out of here. <laughs> um, but it was such a, a healing moment for me that I was just like, and, and the, you know, to see God's hand move in such a mighty way, it was such evidence to me that I was on the right path. And so through that process, I was like, you know, my God is big. He is so big. And so that just kind of catapulted me to like go and step out of my comfort zone and go and apologize for people that I've hurt um, intentionally or unintentionally throughout my brokenness of my life. Um, I've been able to forgive my mom that even she wasn't here, you know, to be able to forgive her in the flesh, but I've been able to have those conversations and just understanding and compassion to, to her story and understanding it more as to why she was the way she was. And she truly is my inspiration today as I, as I sit here as a breakthrough coach, helping women dig out their pain so that they can truly find the freedom that they are desiring in their life. So, yeah, forgiveness is like the foundation. <laughs> Your story. Oh, my. First of all, I'm I'm welling up with tears right now, you know, and oh, just God. saying how good God is that he can use a story like that, right? That he can mm-hmm. take a situation that was so horrifying many times over and redeem it, you know, and use it in a way to not only change your life, but to change the lives of your family members and to change the lives of women that you are working with today. Like that is just testimony to what God can do. Right. When we surrender, you know, that word stood out to me when you said that, that, that surrender of just, I think so often we're trying to fight it. And you had every right to fight back. You had every right to be angry. You had every right to not want, you know, not number one, want to forgive this man if he did come to you, but number two, to ask him for forgiveness. I mean, when you think about, you know, all those things and, and yet in that surrender, you know, God says, but that's not what it's about, you know? And so I just, you know, we talk on this, on this podcast a lot about just repurposing, you know, and, and your story is one of those repurposed stories, you know, Mm -hmm. something that, you know, looked so bleak. And I'm sure there were times along the journey that you felt like, you know, where is this going? And is this going anywhere? And like you said, I'm just following in the same path that I've seen. And yet, you know, how, how God has repurposed you and just using your story, like you wouldn't be where you are today if it weren't for your story. And so first of all, thank you so much for being willing to, to share that. And, and thank you for being obedient to, you know, to take those steps and to walk in faith and to, you know, to live that out, um, what you were being, being called to do. You know, I feel like, and you, you talked about this. Sometimes there are people that have hurt us on purpose. Sometimes there are people that have hurt us unintentionally. Sometimes we've hurt people on purpose. We've hurt people, uh, you know, unintentionally. Let's talk about just that, that process of, of forgiveness and, you know, where does it start? Cause it didn't start with that conversation with him. Right. So no, let's kind of go back and talk about like, maybe where does that process start? And then what are the, what are the steps that, you know, that come from that? 
Um, when I look at um, forgiveness, I look at it as you have two options. You can be a victim of circumstance or you can be a victor. And mm-hmm. when I watched my mom live life, she lived life as a victim. Like the world owed her something because she had endured so much pain. And rightfully so. She was a victim, but she allowed that victim mentality to control her and to keep her locked up in this cage. And I couldn't stand to watch that um, engagement, you know, because she had the same heart of compassion and empathy to want to, to see and heal and support other people that were struggling because she understood the struggle. But she couldn't break free from that cage and get that victorious mindset, that one where you can just be free to. And and forgiveness isn't always about, um, you know, letting that person off the hook for the crimes or the hurt that they've caused. It's not about that. If we hold on to that offense, we're giving that that um, person more power than what we are allowed to have that God has given to us freely. We, we can't hang on to the offense because it's only going to hold us back from our own freedom. So um, we, we have to um, really just examine like what are, we want our life to look like. And if we want to be caged bird and we know that we have so much more potential and so much more things that we can see in, in this world, we have to open the cage. And the only way we can do that, I believe, is through letting go of the offenses that have happened in our life. And there's some catastrophic things that have happened to people um, way, way out of my spectrum of experience, by all means. But I do know that forgiving those circumstances or those situations it's not about releasing that person it's really about releasing yourself so do you want that's just coming coming to terms with answering that question like what do you want your life to look like a caged bird or do you want to fly fly freely amongst the clouds I think you, you are spot on and you, I know that you know this, but you know, so often we think it's about the other person and it's, you know, and and we're putting them in a cage and all the while, just like you said, we're the ones who are in the cage. And so while we want to always say it's like forgiveness, unforgiveness is like drinking acid and hoping for the other person to die. Right. Like that, that, um, that phrase has stuck with me for, for decades. And, um, and it's so true that they don't know that you're harboring all this pain and, and anger. They don't care. They're just going on their merry little world and, and continuing to make ripple effects in other people's lives. So yeah. Um, and one of the things that I heard you say was you not only asked for forgiveness and were able to forgive someone who was still, you know, that you could tangibly connect with, but you also were able to forgive, you know, your mom and and probably some other people who you didn't, you weren't able to connect with. You weren't able to hear those words from them, or you weren't able to say those, those words out loud. So let's talk just for a minute about that. You know, the difference between, you know, you know, when there's somebody that you can physically talk to. Uh, and then maybe, maybe because, you know, they passed on or because you don't have a way to connect with them or just not safe to connect with them, you know, like what's the difference there in the forgiveness when, uh, in those two situations? 
Well, it's a tug of war. (laughs) (laughs) For surely it is a tug of war, but um, it's a matter of just processing and asking yourself the questions. And I think the biggest thing that I, I needed to have in order to release the pain that I had of being left out or being treated like the ugly duckling. It was just like, help me understand where she was like, help me understand why she did these things. And, and God's like, well, what would you do? You know, what would you do if you were looking at your daughter and she was constantly reminding you of this dark place of her life? You know, being a product of prostitution, I know I have an older brother who's three years older than me, and he got to see and experience some of that season of her life that was like from a horror movie. And she was pregnant with me during that season. So it just like she did try and make better choices in her life, but I couldn't see that because it wasn't good enough when you were, you know, you didn't understand all the pieces. But when I came to actually like explore all of that with God, I'm like, show me, just show me like, and I kept just being relentless. Like I just need to, to know where her heart was like to know, um, you know, what she was feeling and and she used to pull me out of bed in the middle of the night and sit me at the table just to hear her story. So I got to hear a lot of her pain. That's part of my training of a life coach is my mom. Thank you, mom. (laughs) Because she just taught me how to be a really good listener um, from a very young age. Um, So it just, just the stuff that she went through, like she just, how, how, allowing me to understand the path that, you know, what are they, I'm so tripping on my words right now. I have so many things I want to roll out, but (laughs) so you can't, you can't judge somebody unless you've walked a mile in their shoes. Right. And so helping me, helping me forgive her was helping me walk in the path that she had walked, like understanding her journey was actually right. giving me the strength to let her go. Right. And as you're talking, you know, we're both very strong in our faith. And I know that that is the only way you could have done what you did. And I'm thinking of the parable of the servants, you know, and the servant who was forgiven so much. I mean, a debt that he could never, ever repay. Um, by the king. And then he goes out and, you know, holds this little tiny thing over one of his fellow servants. And the whole idea that was coming out of that, that parable was, you know, we have been forgiven by a holy God, you know, and, Mm. and not that that excuses, like you said, not that that excuses, you know, the things that people do that, that are hurtful, that are sinful, that are, you know, are hateful and things like that. But but remembering that we have been forgiven so much. And I think when we understand that, and I don't even know if we'll fully understand that on this side of heaven, but when we can start to reflect on that and, 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 and really wrestle with that, that is what will allow us to even take the time to stop and think about where someone else is at and where they're coming from. And then even to think about your role, right? Your bitterness role, right? Which again, was so understandable in, in line with that. So yeah. if, if a listener's listening today, I mean, this is one of those episodes that I, every once in a while, I just have this feeling like God is going to use this in a big way. And that's always my prayer, right? And I know that's yours too. So I'm just thinking right now, there's a listener who's listening and either, either she is in a place that she's really hurting and there have been some wrongs, you know, done in her life or someone close to her, someone she, she's watching someone that she loves go through something like that. And, you know, and forgiveness needs to be, you know, a piece of that. What, what advice would you offer her? What would you say to her as to kind of where to start and how to start moving towards forgiveness? 
Yeah, I just, I did want to say when you were talking about that parable quickly is just even in the Lord's prayer, it says, forgive us our trespasses as we've been forgive as our trespasses have been forgiven. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, like we have been forgiven so by for so much, then it's a gift that we need to give back in order to continue to hang on to the gift that we've been given. Um, to start the journey of forgiveness is just to really, I think to talk it out, you know, I, because I, that whole silence and suffering and darkness is not a healthy place to be. So find uh, a friend that you can trust and, and connect with and just talk it out and ask yourself the questions like, you know, understanding why they did the things that they did. Even with my stepdad, like God gave me a heart to forgive him. I didn't have to say, hey, I forgive you because um, I went with the heart of asking for forgiveness. But throughout that journey, God's like, you know, he had an alcoholic father who ended up passing away at a very young age and got him into drinking when he was eight years old. The guy hasn't been sober the majority of his life. And so and then he's had lots of loss and lots of hurt going along his journey. So God really just showed me his path on why he was doing the stupid things that he was doing. Were they right and justifiable? Heck no. Um, Could he have gotten the support and, and made become a better man? Absolutely. But he was living in that victim mentality. He wasn't living with the victorious mindset. And so asking yourself, how do you want to live your life? Do you want to live in the cage as the victim or do you want to live as the victorious bird that can fly freely? So, and then getting the right support systems in place to talk it out and to walk out that healing journey. You don't ever have to face that person or write, you don't ever have to, if you write them a letter, you never have to send it. You know, those aren't things that you need to walk out in order to receive the the freedom that the forgiveness will bring you. You can do all those things in the privacy of your own home and and scream into your pillow, slam a door, do whatever you need to get that that emotion out. Um, but be sure to have someone in support, like someone that you can trust to confide in as yeah. well. I think it's an important piece. Well, I love that you are making yourself available to do that, you know, as a life coach and a breakthrough coach that you have said, you know, your journey may not be the exact same as someone who's listening today, but there are still parallels or at least just, you know, things that we can relate to and say, I've been there, you know, and let me show you, let me take your hand. Let me show you. So if someone is listening today or they're listening for a friend and they want to get some support, how, how can they find you? What are, what are some ways that, that you help provide that? Yeah, so I, in January of 2021, I had launched a um, a coaching app. It's called Beautiful You Coaching. You can find it in both app stores. And the heart of this app is to really build a community for women where they can come and, and get the support and the resources and the tools that they need to find um as they nourish their mind, body, and soul. So it's three pillars that I really focus on in that space. It is expanding. The more I get into it, I'm like, yes, we have other areas that we can dabble into regarding relationships we can go deeper into. So it's going to continue to evolve. Um, There is um, a forgiveness is a state of mind guide. There's a workbook in there that you can download. 
um, that would be a great resource. It actually has some really good journal prompts to actually trigger the journey of forgiveness and how you can get that victorious mindset for yourself. Um, yeah, but it's a free download. You don't have to pay anything. You can totally join the community and it's, it's growing. It's a great opportunity to connect with other women that understand where you're at. Yeah. And I think that's what makes the difference is knowing you're not alone and that there is hope, right. And that you can be that free bird and not always be caged by unforgiveness. So Stacey, thank you so much for sharing your story, for sharing your mission of making yeah. a difference in the lives of, of women, you know, and, you know, I think the more women we can impact with this message, you know, the more they're going to be able to fully live out in this stage of life, what God has called them to do. And so yeah. I just appreciate you sharing your story and your resources. And if you're listening right now, and this is you, or this is someone that you know, and love, or, you know, maybe even keep it in the Rolodex of your mind, because you may come across someone down the road who needs this. Like, I encourage you to go check out that app and, you know, get in touch with Stacey and, and get the resources so that you can live free and truly see all that, that, all that that can do for you. So thank you, Stacey, so, so much. I'll put the, we'll put the links to that in the show notes. If you're wanting to find that, um, we'll make sure that we link that there. Uh, so you can get those resources and, you know, and again, please share this with someone you love who this may benefit because this is a really, really important message. So Stacey, before we go, I always like to just ask real quick, just off the cuff, because I know I didn't prompt you on this before. If you could just say one thing, right? One thing to that woman who's listening and, and maybe she's feeling that tug right now of, I, I, I need to forgive. What would you say to her? That, um, that you, that God can, you can do it. And if you feel it, that, um, if you don't have a relationship with the Lord, that maybe that might be an area that you might want to entertain because it was only through his strength that I was able to walk out some of the biggest journeys of forgiveness in my life. And so, um, and you're not alone. It You're definitely not alone. <laughs> so, right. Um, and you don't have great. to in silence. Yeah. Yeah. What a great reminder. Well, thank you. And that is truth. So I pray that this is a blessing to many people and will continue to be as we walk this path of life, right? And uh, knowing that we are in a broken world. And so we are going to experience pain and there will be hard things, but we can forgive and we can, mm-hmm. uh, we can live in that freedom. So thank you so much, Stacey. And thank you everyone for listening today. Um, remember, just keep, keep rethinking your priorities because we want you to live a life that you truly love. Thanks so much for listening today. It means the world to me that we could spend this time together. And I can't wait for you to join in the conversations afterwards in our new Facebook group, Women Repurposed After 40, where you can hang out with me, our fantastic podcast guests, and amazing women like you wanting to live repurposed too. Just click the link in the show notes while it's top of mind. And if you enjoyed this episode or think it would be helpful for other women in this stage of life, please leave a review at podchaser.com or right here on this platform. I'd love to hear your thoughts on what we talked about today or what you'd like us to talk about in the future. So send questions, comments, or suggestions in a message to Lissa Figgins on any platform. And until next time, remember, keep rethinking your priorities to create a life you love.